Hello and welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast. My name is Pete. My name is Bob. <sighs> what is happening, Bob? Yeah. Yeah. Are you depressed? I'm like not depressed, but I'm in a place, <laughs> Pete. I'm in a place. Sometimes I'm in a place. We do records sometimes. And I, I feel like I'm that frat bro jock who has got like a dumb Bob Marley flag in my room. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, why do you even like this kind of stupid music, man? But like, <laughs> um, but anyways, no, I'm uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling good. Everything's good. Life is good. Nice. Life is good. Clothing. Um, yeah, all is well. Uh Productive day, you know, Pete. As as we get older, productive days they feel good, right? So today was a productive day. Felt good. They feel really good. Ah, oh, they sure do. Um, I get depressed when I don't have a productive day. That's how weird oh. I am at this point. You know? Yeah. You know what? I feel like I have very productive days most days. I feel really good. The days where I don't, I don't feel depressed, but I get frustrated by it. Yeah. And uh, and that puts me in a puts me in a mood puts puts me out and i don't like it uh, quick to shake it off but i don't i don't like that feeling of where i'm like oh i meant to get all these things done and i did not get them done it can yeah. uh, it can throw things off so um I'm let's, the same. let's get our balance on let's like, get, like what could be like a good adult even-handed some music like a soundtrack to like a, a well-adjusted adult <laughs> <laughs> um maybe not what we're going to talk about today maybe we oh, should uh oh, reassess shit. yeah it, it, like uh what would what would be i think um like, like uh, well-adjusted adult music is well adjusted adult music to me is uh is like uh, bob seeger night moves <laughs> like night moves the album like that's a well-adjusted adult record. Sure, like, like you get night moves. Well, and eh, let me get let me get the Silver Bullet band as a whole is is a good. Is it old time rock and roll? Let's see, is old time rock and roll the record for us, where he looks like Rolf from, from the Muppets? No, Stranger in Town. There we go. Stranger in Town is the record. Um, Stranger in Town. Opens. Here's the opening three. Old time rock and roll kind of sucks. You know what song doesn't suck? What's that? Hollywood Nights. You know what song doesn't suck? Still the same. You know what song does not suck? What's We've that? got tonight. We've got tonight. That's a well-adjusted adult song right there. We've Bob got Seger tonight. had well-adjusted adult tracks, huh? Well-adjusted adult energy, Bob yeah. Seger. A an album released in 1978. Nine songs, 39 minutes. Could cut a couple of them, but overall, really solid. Really solid. I feel like there's. That's actually. <clears throat> we should do a separate episode on well-adjusted adult music. <laughs> yeah, we should. I'm, I'm really honestly thinking about this right now, and we I'm like putting a place on things. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, there's no well-adjusted adult bands. You know, like. Like I've been listening to Depeche Mode a lot. That's like really not well adjusted adult music at all. You know? No, 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 no. I listened like, to Nick Cave the other day. That's no. like really not well adjusted adult music. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, like The Cure, love The Cure, but like what? Are yeah, we doing? not well adjusted. Yeah, like no. he's still having a really hard time, or at least he's pretending to. I don't know. I don't know. No idea. How oh. Mr. Smith is really truly doing in his heart. Yeah, like like he's a cool guy, but like, but like he doesn't seem well adjusted. No, he seems really angry at Ticketmaster too. I get that. I, I you know success I, to him, I guess, in his maladjustment. He, he yeah, yeah. was able to to make some shape. Pete, what are we talking about today? Let's just get into it. <laughs> Ugh, let's just go. <laughs> We're talking about the Alkaline Trio. We're talking about the album <sighs> called Good Morning. <clears throat> like, here's my thing, though. Why is, is there, it called Good Morning? Because apparently Matt Skiba went to breakfast and <sighs> the waiter said, Good morning. And he said, that sounds like a great 
album title, but I'm going to change it to Morning with a U. Stop. That's how it's... Stop. I seriously read an interview as I was doing my homework, and he said, I called a bunch of my friends, and they all said that it was a great album idea, album title idea, so I went with it. Pete, we, we've talked about this before. When you get <laughs> chills, like your body, like the hair on your arm stands up. Yeah. Um, but it's from something negative. It's called douche chills. Just so everybody knows, douche chills. That's mm. what that term is. May or may not be related to what you just said. I don't know. <laughs> um, so it's called Good Morning with a U. Yep. Okay. Um, who is this band and why are we talking about them? They are a pop punk band. <clears throat> pop punk. They're a pop punk band. Pop punk. I mean, does anyone think they're not a pop punk band? Is that, I did I just say something? All right, hold on really quick. Before we get into this, I want to shout out um, David Anthony and Tim Crisp, two fellows who were very supportive of podcast. I do Axe to Grind. Um, very, very cool guys. Uh, did a podcast. If you find yourself an Alkaline Trio fan, uh, did a pos- podcast called As You Were, where they go through every single Alkaline Trio song. Um, very well done. Uh, you'll get my feelings on Alkaline Trio, regardless of my feelings on them. Uh, very, very well done podcast. I just want to get that out of the way because I think they are deserving of time and attention for it. Really cool. Um, let's get back into our conversation about American pop punk band, pop punk <laughs> band, Alkaline Trio. They're, they're listed as an American punk rock band. And I feel like whoever edited that on um, on their Wikipedia is either in the band or paid by the band. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they're from Chicago. Started yeah. in 1996. This is their fourth record. Uh, it's the first record with Derek Grant on the drums, which to me is significant. And I think in the history of the band is pretty significant because he's been a member ever since. And I think has had an influence on the sound of the the music. Mm, mm. And this is the, um, this is the this is the like record this this is a turning point record for them. I I definitely think so. I think I think from here to infirmary the one before this was a turning point record and then this was another turning point. Um this is the one like I remember when this came oh, out. Oh, you're you're not wrong. That from here to infirmary, that's right. That's yeah. right. This was a big one. That's right. Um it's from here to infirmary sort of um starts to establish uh, a bit of the aesthetic that they continue with uh, this record. Yeah, for sure. And I, like, okay. I remember from here to infirmary came out and the kids who were really into pop punk were like, Oh, the new alkaline trio and everyone was psyched and they really liked the change in sound. They really like how it got a little darker mm-hmm. to me. It still felt like kind of run of the mill, pop punk of that era and I wasn't Mm. all that into it and then this one came out and this is where a lot of the kids that I was hanging out with that were more into hardcore stuff that were more into you know different types of music Mm -hmm. kind of came Came got into this band I think and came into the fold so so, so yeah like I remember listening to this record with a few of my hardcore friends on the way to posi numbers fest to see the suicide file you know and it was like there was overlap there so yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. Um, but not in this chair, Pete. Not <laughs> in this chair. Um, uh, this record is very important to a lot of people. Um, a lot of people I love, love this band. I um, stand outside with a bag sack on a stick. Uh, missing a train. Uh, running away from home as people are like alkaline trio rocks and i'm like no they don't (laughs) um all right well let me ask you a question go for it is it strictly the lyrics that take you out no what takes you out the most uh, the lyrics and there being kind of a lack of cohesion between the vibe they're putting out and the sound that I'm hearing. Okay. Uh, it really feels incongruous and, um, and to be honest, the amount, the people who love this band, love them, love, 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 love. Sure. And, and like ride for it. And that makes sense to me. 
but there's so much missing from the music to me, to me personally, as discussed, like there's people whose music opinions I really trust who are like, this is great. And there's a couple who, while listening to this record, I was like, man, I need to call this person and be like, who hurt you? Or like, who was it that, that you owe money to who loves this record? And so then you there also are like, no, no, it's pretty good. Um, there's a vibe with this that they, I think they are positioned as something that they are not when what they are should be good enough. And when I say that is if you told me, <clears throat> Pete, do you like bad religion? Yeah. Pete, do you like AFI? Yeah. Pete, do you like um, uh, 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 Newfound Glory? Yeah. Double tracks? No? Okay. Do you like Saves the Day? Yeah. Do you like some Blink-182? Sure. Uh, there's probably four or five others that I could throw out there. Um, oh, do you like All? Yeah. Oh, there's no reason you shouldn't like Alkaline Trio. There's like, <coughs> well, there might be, because I like most of the stuff I just said, at least to some extent, but I kind of pick and choose on that. Sure. Alkaline Trio, to me, sonically, musically, falls pretty squarely in that zone. Like, like honestly, they fall closer to the Ataris than some weird dark band to me <laughs> musically sure. in the way yeah. it sounds. But I think it's positioned as this sort of like gothic dark energy steampunk vibe. But it's like it's like if you bought a book that was like black matte cover, black text that's like raised and it's like ghoulish and it's like uh you know, like the dark verse and then you open it up and it's literally a children's coloring book. <laughs> like, it's like, wait, what? Wait, what? What's going on here? But but every other page it says like dark coffin <laughs> of dead bats and then it's like a little girl with a rainbow and a friendly bat hugging her. Like, it's like, <laughs> what? You can't just put dark words in a coloring book and say, this is an evil coloring book. It's like the spooky ghoul. And it's just Casper, the ghost. <laughs> like, it's like, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, so that's my biggest issue. And it's not, it's really a, like, it's a, it's a non-traversy. It's a non-issue. I think um, it's fun. I like. It is, I, I it like is super fun. Um, let's see. So real quick, I mean, uh -huh. like the the damned, right? Yes, this band suck. highly highly influenced by the damned. Yeah, the yeah, damned. So that's, suck. that's fine. I like the damned a lot. I think um, there's some. So, so, so but, here's the problem. I, yeah, no, I should, my, hold up. So my my point though is like the Dan the Black album or like Strawberries. Uh -huh. Sure. Same thing. Right. Yeah. No. That's so. That's that's. Let me get into it because the damned is another example of like. I really want to like the damned. I've always wanted to like the, but like, like the energy I get from Danzig, Danzig is what all is what he puts out there. Uh huh. Dark, weird, brooding, moody, blah, and like almost to a comical like parody level. Yeah, but it's it is what he puts out there. Um. Whereas with the damned, you're you're exactly right. Like, what I want is it to be more brooding, dark, menacing, and it doesn't hit those points for me. Not in the way I'd like. Misfits hit it. I mean, I until mean, it, you know what the Misfits is a perfect example. Misfits, Danzigera, perfect. Exactly the vibe, everything I want, including like. Like cough cool original recording with the weird synthy like I love it I love it it's perfect yeah then you go misfits 
with Michael Graves singing, Oh no. <laughs> All of a yeah. sudden they went they went through the mirror the looking glass, right? And they turned into the thing that it isn't, where it's like Yo, like dig up her bones. Yeah, it's like it actually is a well constructed song. Like I have to give that credit. It is a well constructed song. Like it works. It's all of a sudden pop punk hiding in the crimson ghost. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like like throw '90s and Beyond era misfits into the same bucket of incongruous, uh, where it does not compute for me. And someone might say, "Well, no, but you're you're trying to say uh, you're trying to assert something on them that they weren't trying to assert themselves." And my retort would be, <clears throat> "Well, actually, no. Uh, my retort would be, please look at their imagery, look at their album covers, listen to the opening track on this record, listen to some of the tone, listen to the language they try to use." Listen to the imagery they're trying to evoke. And it doesn't all line up. It's really interesting. And and maybe that if if I was a fan of it, I could I could flip and make an argument like that that tension between those two things makes it more interesting, right? And like is is endearing and like See, that's where I'm at. Right, with, right, with right. With Alkaline Tree at least. Pete, I guess we're on two different things. I've been yeah. through the shit. I really grind for the struggle, you know? Um, I've been through the struggle. I really grind for this shit. Um, <laughs> I'll try to quote NBA young boy later too. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, I get it. Like there's certain bands who I feel that and can say, can make those arguments with. This just isn't one of them. And I don't know if it's that I, heard at a time where I just had no time or patience for it or what I'll hit is I think musically this band leaves a lot on the table. I think there's a few points where I'm like, Oh, it's this close and they don't hit it, which is funny to say. So example of a band I like who I don't think is a million miles from this is some of that like pre huge record AFI, right? Mm -hmm. On that Black Sales record, one of the things that I think AFI nails is they nail the level of drama. And they hit these points and these like little song-by-song inflection points where they capture a moment in song. And, and it's going to be a thing I, I reference um, in this record. But uh, cliffhanger vocals, where a vocal, and it's I'm sure there's an actual term, but Pete, we're going to use this one from here out where the vocals, the music drops out and the vocal track continues over. Mm-hmm. And that can quite often add a certain level of drama. And they they employ it on a few different songs. They use that, but not everywhere. And they don't, there's a couple spots where I'm like, oh, it's building and it just stops before it hits the apex. It stops beforehand. And I'm like, oh, sure. why would you do that? So there's there's a lot of these musical cues that I think just miss the bark even for what i'll say like on in full fairness highly competent highly competent record like musicality they can play their songs song structures they aren't reinventing the wheel no but it's all really well done they're structurally very solid songs um yeah they stick to a template more or less but i think it's a really solid template correct i i think um, a piece for me that just speaking musically is the songs are definitely too long mm. um, for this style. And, you know, like, l- let me just go through here. 347, 251, 340, 328, four minutes, 242, 216, 318, 328, 244, 346, 302. We're looking at an average of 330. And I think that they should have been trying to be a little more concise. It's not like this is a marathon record, but it also for for my ears, it wasn't exactly a swift forty minutes. Sure. So um, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I I think about it. I think that people put them in a different boat than I think they belong, and a lot of that is those aesthetic reasons, mm-hmm. and that's okay. I think maybe that. <clears throat> 
I mean, obviously that's been a part of their success. Would you say? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's like, like we mentioned when this record came out and, you know, people from hardcore were getting in and people from non pop punk were getting in. Yeah. I think that was part of the thing. It's like, you know, I don't like pop punk, but I like the alkaline trio kind of thing. That's, um, so I think that's the one thing is that they <clears> are, <throat> they're almost sold as too cool for the label of pop punk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but like the music, it's just pop punk, right? Like, can we all agree on that? Like they're not doing something that I think is really outside those bounds. No. And it's hard. Cause if you don't want to admit you like pop punk, you could listen to Alkaline Trio and kind of be like, no, it's not really pop punk though. It's just like, it's just like punk music. And I'm like, that's where my head goes through a glass pane and goes, no, it isn't. And I just launch myself out of the room. Um, but uh, let's talk about AK3. Do you want to hear a funny story about Alkaline Trio that I may have told on this podcast, but probably haven't? Yeah, Sure. I was driving cross country with a uh, with a good friend, and uh, we were leaving from California and arriving on the East Coast, and um, and we're talking about music, and she's asking me like, "What's your favorite band?" And blah blah blah, and I'm like, "Well, I don't, you know, there's a lot of different an- ways to answer that." I was like, "You know, I, I love the Bad Brains, I really love Led Zeppelin, I really love this, that, and this, that." And she's like, "Well, you know, like Led Zeppelin, I think Led Zeppelin's cool." But like I never got to see them. So like it'd be really hard for me to say they're my favorite band. And at the time I was just like a doofus 24-year-old. So I don't know if I could have even put it into words. I probably could have, but I didn't in that moment. My experience and enjoyment of music is relatively singular in that like most of the time the music I'm listening to I'm getting more out of it when I'm just by myself yeah. and like whatever, you know, and I think that's not, I'm not like some like lone man here on this world and no one else understands. I get it. I think that's true for quite a, a good number of people, Yeah, but for a good number of other people and for these people, it's harder to understand it. If they can't go and experience it and have that live thing be a part of it and like, it being a living, breathing thing where it's like, hey, this band is putting out new music and like, I follow the band and I've, I went and saw them on tour two years ago and they're coming through again and I'm ba 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 ba. I have the shirt and ba 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 ba, whatever. That's part of their experience with it. And to me, like a lot of the bands I, I like or love, it was sort of more, more just like, yeah, I've listened to this record a thousand times and I love the part where the, you can hear them inhale at the beginning of the song for like, you know six seconds in it's like you know it's like these weirdo things idiosyncratic nonsense but so anyways long and short of it is she kind of took she was like how could you think of like led zeppelin's one of your favorite bands you never saw them and blah blah blah, blah. and i'm like well you know what what would you say what was, what's your favorite band and she's like alkaline trio and i'm like like i didn't barf and i didn't i didn't <laughs> I didn't emote a like really, but I definitely had a like, huh? Because I just I, I was familiar enough. Yeah, but it was I, I tried to I tried to ask some more questions, but it was you know a different level of enjoyment. And uh, in my age, I can look back and say she was getting a different thing out of it. There was some communal energy with her enjoyment of it blah 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 um and some tactile like oh i went the best concert i ever saw was an alkaline trio show so it's like okay those are all really valid totally valid but it was so foreign to me and so different than my experience it was it was a pretty jarring experience so so you could say there's a subconscious element in me pete that uh it has um someone i care for deeply putting me into a binary of Led Zeppelin or Alkaline Trio. And I know my choice rigidly <laughs> every single time. Yeah. Um, so again, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, listening to this, I was like trying to go into it, not coming out as a dude who was bitter or odd about it um, and trying to be open. So, Sure. 
Yeah. Anything Quick else? questions for you, Bob. Let's go. I want you to I want you to give me your vote on which band you prefer. Okay. Let's hear it. Alkaline Trio or Blink One Eighty Two? Blink One Eighty Two. Alkaline Not Trio close. or The Offspring? Uh, not in a joking way. Uh, the offspring because they have some songs on, I think smash. Yeah. That rip. Sure. I, I had to pause and really think about this because obviously some of the offsprings later material is, is dictionary definition, cringe, awful, like embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't, I don't want someone to take this as me being like, dismissively like the offspring no it's uh, I, I like some of the early offspring material alkaline trio or sam i am <sighs> sam i am alkaline trio or jawbreaker oh <laughs> <laughs> um that one's pretty even actually okay yeah, I thought you pretty think even. Jawbreaker. No, I think it's pretty even. I, I would uh, both have meritable stuff around things that I uh, find irksome. Okay, I'll probably. You know what? Probably. Like, if I could only listen, if I had to listen to one thing and only one, I probably would go with Jawbreaker between those two. Okay, probably. Got any others? This is a fun game. Um, Alkaline Trio or Sum 41? Alkaline Trio. Okay. Though the song Fat Lips is pretty good. Better than any yeah. Alkaline Trio song. Not so much pop punk. Alkaline Trio or Jimmy Eat World? Oh, that's a fun one. Um, Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy Eat World has some tracks. Some tracks. And uh, they're such an interesting brand. Like, if somebody wanted to make that same argument that I'd said where it's like, they're just a pop punk band, I'd go, ow. But I'd hear it, you know? I'd listen oh, to sure. it. But like, they have such an interesting mix of like actual like radio rock slash touching indie stuff, but then also some pop punkish tinges um, that it's kind of, it's interesting. I think that's all I got for now. That's all you got. All right. Well, feel free to dip back in if we if we get low energy here. <laughs> I don't should think we do the, Should we do the track, track, track. track? Yeah, let's do it. First song. This could be love. you to kick it off fake off lyrics over a dark song <laughs> that comes off like afi covering bad religion wow all right that said good song cool like pretty good song lyrically could lose some of it and think that they use a lot of the like i said like dark imagery like death illusion stuff and like literally just using like gross words like dead it's dying to try to be hyperbolic but um i like i like the tonal set that you get from this song um and it does at least on that level feels in line with some of the imagery and and the vibe that i think they want to put out cool your feelings i like your read of it yeah i mean um so this was an interesting listen for me just overall before i get into the yeah the please track. i'm sorry like, we didn't, we didn't but, talk about you in this band no no it's fine um just 
it was an interesting listen because I like the Alkaline Trio a lot in general. I listened to all these records a bunch of times um, over the years, but I haven't come back to them in a while. Um, and doing the deep dive is always fun because you might find some things that you forgot about that you love and you might find some things that you don't like as much anymore. Um, and this time around this track still hit me pretty hard. I, I really like it as an opener. I also like it just in terms of the, the tones that you mentioned, Mm -hmm. like it's super melodic, but at the Mm. same time it has that dark feel to it. Yes. I, I think that a lot of the imagery and the lyrics work on this song in particular just because it kicks it off so strong mm-hmm. i've got a book of matches i got a can of kerosene like it kind of just like paints this whole picture for you um and is really vivid and i think it works on this song really well which ultimately gets super tired throughout this record um, yes it does but uh on this track i think it really works and i think there's a good dynamic shift between like the really dark verses and the really bright chorus um it's cool i think apparently matt skiba was he had like actual real issues with with his throat during the recording of this record to the point that they like had to stop recording for a few months and then come back to it um and I always heard that story and I was like, is that true? Cause it feels like mm. such an affect Yeah, because he is like, he's singing really different than he does on anything else. Like any of the other records after this or before this mm-hmm. and the tone that he sings in, in this record, I remember how you felt about, um, how, uh, Blake Schwartz and box sings on dear you. Yeah. Like with that affect. Yeah. I've always, I've always, I, I liked Alkaline Trio a lot, but I've always felt that way about how he sang on this record. I just thought it was like, so like, ugh, like just he's trying to be like dark and brooding kind of, and it just doesn't really work for me, but I like the song a lot. Yeah, it's, it's fine. <clears throat> um, <Yeah>. Next track. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one's, this one's, uh, uh, we've had enough. So this was the biggest hit they had off this record. This was like the radio Seriously? single. Seriously. Yeah. This is the radio yeah. single. Yeah, yeah. Their music radio sucks, radio. bro. Song yeah. is a radio single. <laughs> yep. My notes. Uh, saves the day riffing. Short, kind of choppy guitar playing. Um, literally, this song is such a whack version of the quote "Radio sucks, bro" <laughs> song. These dudes would love to be on the radio. Yeah, they did it with this song. That's so lame. Like so lame. <laughs> You don't write a radio sucks bro song and then make that your radio single. Oh, it's fun though. I think it's fun. Um, I don't like this song that much though. (laughs) I don't know why why it like, uh, ended up becoming as big as it did. I think that there are much catchier, better songs on this record. And, uh, ain't nothing on the airwaves in the despair. We feel what? Yeah. What? What are you talking about? What? What? That this is our biggest fear. The only tunes that we hear come via antenna to your car radio. Oh no, no, no! What? What? <laughs> Jesus um, Christ! So here's the thing. <sighs> yeah. I really like Derek Grant as a drummer, and it becomes mm. a problem for mm. me because I I lose perspective on things. Mm. Um. And I Good tried to on think, this record. I, yeah, thank yeah, I mean, thank you. I, 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 I agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's late here, folks. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I lose perspective on that because like, like I've watched videos of this dude play. He's one of my favorite guys to watch play. Honestly, I think he's like fantastic. Um, he just does all these like little, he does very He's, he, I like him in the same way that I like Ringo Starr, if that sounds mm. strange, where like he's super solid, but he'll do these little memorable flourishes here and there that like totally make a song that are just really tasteful. Um, and I really like that about his playing. So like he does that in this um, on the second verse, there's like these fills that he does and like the symbol grab and it just kind of like makes the whole thing. And I think it's great. 
but see, that I doesn't make for a good song. I mean, I could see that you know? because I, I can, there's clear competency in the way this song's played and there's good energy. Um, the production is very, very glossy and big. Um, Almost to the is, point where it's muddy though. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh well, yes, because it's got you know? this very modern production where the guitars are really clean, but um, you lose some of the other sounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, the radio sucks, bro. <laughs> One hundred stories. How do you feel about Dan Adriano songs as opposed to Matt Skiba songs? Different vocalist, downgrade. Um, downgrade. There, okay. There's some funny vocal roll off, kind of like dribbling. Uh, which I kind of enjoy. Um, I compare it later to uh, like, uh, and, and I like approximately one Pogue song, but in the way, it, what's the guy's name? Shane McGowan. Is that it? Pogues? I think, yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, if it not, is. it's like, you know, we'll say it's Sean O'Connor. There we go. <laughs> Shane McGowan, Sean O'Connor, one of those guys. Um uh, that that is kind of fun. Um, this song feels like it's for like Gaslight Anthem fans or potentially like late era Dropkick Murphys fans. Uh, I don't care for Fuck. it. <laughs> Damn it! Do I you not like wrong. that I nailed your 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 song here? Or? <laughs> um, I've listened to this record so many times, dude. It's just like, I don't even think about that shit, but I don't think you're wrong, especially now that I know what the Gaslight Anthem sound like. Yes, yes. Um, I like the dynamics on this song. I like the chorus. The lyrics are way too melodramatic, um, but it is what it is. Um, I'm, I'm in on this song, but it's it's uh, it's not one of my favorites. I think that, and I think your, your assessment of it is probably correct. Um I just I asked about the Dan Adriano versus Matt Skiba thing because I know people who like really only like the Dan Adriano songs. There's like a fan base of really like solely Dan Adriano. Yeah, for sure. Weird. Cool, I guess. Cool. Yeah, because they always they always kind of like it's it's all their albums are mostly Skiba songs, but there's always like at least four or five. That's uh, that. I really like liking things, and I like when people like things. That's cool (laughs) that people like that thing. (laughs) All right, next song. Oh, brutal. Um, Continental. Okay, so to me, this this feels similar energy to the first song. Um, again, we get a lot of death and dying in the lyrics. When he first said bouncing baby, I thought he said bouncing booty. And that would have been kind of cooler, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, musically. This bouncing booty is now turning baby blue. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, musically here, when uh, Simple Jim AFI territory. Like, <laughs> oh, this is too like, good. Um, then, this is the stream of consciousness part of my thinking. Why are we waiting in the car? Wait, fuck. Is this song named Continental? Like Lincoln <laughs> Continental? <laughs> Pete, Red Flag, it's a song about a car. What are we doing? Why do we keep doing bands who write songs about cars? Dude, stupid. It. It's stupid. 
Every every pop punk record we do has a song about a car. <laughs> so dumb. Why you're not like these dudes can't fix cars. If one of these guys <laughs> can change their oil, I will take it back. Oh, like fuck. what? Why? Uh, so red flag. I, I stopped. I had to stop thinking about the song when I realized it was about a car. <laughs> oh fuck! And not a bouncing booty. Like, all right, here, hold on. I got the lyrics pulled up. Dying one. Um, uh, uh, Are you counting short the death life, references? young life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's one dying, one coffin. Yeah. Um, nine lives. Yeah, yeah. No kiss goodbye. Ran out of time. Nine lives. Another final coffin. Um, there's a death here somewhere too oh sleeping dogs die like brother brother you gotta be creative i get it there's why why are we doing that it's a car song all right tell me about what you like (laughs) on this song (laughs) i like how you pitched that um Um, I think this is a really catchy song. I like it. I, uh, I, I, I do. I mean, for Alkaline Trio and specifically this record, because I think the lyrics are actually particularly bad on this record. Um, I just like, I don't think about the lyrics as much. It's more, it's like a vocal vehicle. It's more just like, it's like mouth sounds, right? It's mouth sounds. I wish it was more mouth sounds. The clarity on the vocal track and the fact that for yeah, you can the hear most part, every word, yeah. And like, <clears throat> I think Skiba has better and worse songs vocally here. First track, I I really like the depth in his voice. Yeah, um, here less so, but he he's emoting, he's doing different stuff, you know. Um, so but you can it's clarity, you can really hear these words. Yeah. So it's it's hard to make them just mouth sounds, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. Um, but I think it's a hyper catchy song. I like some of the dynamics in it. Really strong outro. I think it's a great song. <laughs> Car song. All right. Uh, Let's next- go. <laughs> so fast driving down the road in my nice car. God, this car is good. It's like a person. I'm going to sing about her. Yeah, cars, they're so great, but I love you, car. I'm going to make you a pop punk playlist of yeah, car, car songs? songs. Yeah, fucking blow me the fuck up. Ugh. <laughs> um, next song, All on Black. All on Black again. This one, it's like impossible to escape the imagery and just like the heavy handedness of it. Mm-hmm. Um but I really like the song itself. Um, this was the second single that they had off of this that did pretty good too. So at first I was like, oh, all in black. Okay, gambling references. <clears throat> gambling references are typically like a green light, re- opposite of red flag, green light. Like, oh, you know, like gambling yeah. songs, cool. Good songs, mostly. Not all, mostly. Um, then I realized it's it's not, but uh, uh, songs like a perennial buildup, to a not super delivering break, but it's okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, this is one of the better tracks in terms of the music and vocals kind of cohesively emoting. Um, and where he hits o- organ donor, that's the vocal cliffhanger. Yeah. And that hits pretty well. So, so yeah. I was like, okay, like this, the song's okay. Yeah, I think the chorus is awesome. I think that that little hook there is great. Right, um, and, and the, there's a variation of it, um, I believe, at another point in the song. Like, I think they hit it a couple different ways, which and it works. The first time works the best, but they they do a good job of of going back to it. Yep. Cool. Next song, Emma. Um, go in. Big Blink One Eighty Two energy, yeah. Uh, music, the bass sound, the vocal patterns, especially on the chorus, feels like something right off Dude Ranch. I I give it a little bit more credit than Dude Ranch, but um, I, I, mean, I I say that I say that in uh, a kind way. I think Dude Ranch is a good yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so there's no um, song on this record that's better than Apple Shampoo. So, have you listened to Dude Ranch in like the last couple of years? Yes, absolutely. 
It's dude. It's like unlistenable. No, no. All right. Anyway, googling Dude Ranch is a pretty fun uh, activity. By the <laughs> way, you need to put the band name. All right. Um, I mean, I agree with you in the way that like this is just like template, just pop punk song. Yeah. Um, it still has the imagery, but it's like <laughs> the imagery is not as effective, and it's a because of just like the quality of the lyrics, but also just because the song itself is just this run of the mill punk pop punk song. Um, it works as part of the whole, but it's like nobody's favorite song on this record. Yeah. Yeah. You need to listen to dude wrench again. Pathetic. Good song. Uh, damn it. Obviously. Ob, um, Apple shampoo. The problem is some parts of this are absolutely, <laughs> you're totally right. There are unlistenable tracks here. You just have to click skip. You, you can't, you can't start with dick lips. Okay. <laughs> Bob, why can't I start with dick lips? You can start with dick lips if you want. It's fine. All right. All right. Fatally yours. I don't hear from you no more, but I get the message. You crashed your car through my front door. I pulled you from the wreckage. You told me that you missed me, but you met with a good word. You killed me if you could live it so. St. Jonas Emma, um, there's some 182 stuff going on here, but I appreciate the the like guitar buzz. It's just kind of like we use the word frenetic, but it's like this like just manic pacing. It's good, um, and it has some energy on that that isn't found almost anywhere else on this record, but at least most places else on this record. Um, this is probably my favorite song on the record. Interesting. I hate the song title and the closing reprieve. But otherwise, I think it's pretty solid. Cool. Um, it's not my favorite song on the record, but um, it feels like a really tightened up version of early Alkaline Trio to me. Like this. Mm. Oh, okay. It feels, track. Like, it feels like it could have been on God Damn It. And uh, it's do, not. Do, do, do. So, not. Not to be confused with Damn It. By Blink not to be confused by Damn It. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Um Every thug needs a lady. Yeah, I'm not going to say that song title. Um, the song title is a bar full of, full of 20s. Um, sonically, it's pushing in a different space. Opens with this sort of faux acoustic jangle, which I think is really good. I actually really like that, and I like that part. They use it throughout the song. Um, it goes on a bit long, but at the least, that part has a lot of charm to me. I thought that was cool. kind of one of the most interesting parts <clears throat> of the record. Cool. I'm with you. And in fact, this is my favorite song on the record because of the uh, intro part and the whole thing. I don't love yeah. the song title too, no, but I, I feel like they really, why? they really show their chops on this song. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of dynamic to it. I, I really like that the lyrics aren't just like blood and vampires and crucifix references. Um, it feels a little fresh. It feels like it's a breath of fresh air in the context of this record. And the song itself is is great. I just think it's a great song. Yeah. Why do they have to name it that though? I don't know. It's like, <clears throat> is it their homage to Neil Young? Man needs a maid. Do you like that song? I, I love that song. That's I a great love song. That song. Yeah, it's great. Great. Song. So weird. Like, can you, could there be a good like parody sketch of like, man needs a maid and it's like a woman dressed as a maid like just doing this like <laughs> it's just like man dep- neil young depressedly walking around his weird trailer yeah calling like a maid service to come clean up and it's the whole thing that'd be cool um all right <sighs> blue carolina uh this is another favorite of mine the drum mm. parts are great it has a brighter feel which i think like works on this record um there's a lot of interesting breaks and transitions on it. I think it's a good song. 
Yeah, uh, flowery chorus, big room <laughs> pops slash <laughs> pop punk um, chorus, and then that like really subtle hidden backing vocal feel. Very Blink One Eighty Two again, mm. um, and sometimes the vibe and music. That's where I was like, man, this doesn't feel like black dress shirt, black pants music. But what do I know? What do you know, Bob? What do I know? Donner party all night. This is just straight up a bad religion slash all intro. the two bands that do this and now Alkaline Trio can be a third um, it's a very in the pocket of that world sonically um, you can't just slap death imagery on 90s pop punk and treat it like it's something totally different period to me that's ugh. Um, now at least on this track the stop and go part kind of in the last section of the song feels different mm-hmm. but it doesn't keep me here for the song very much yeah, this one is like almost a throwaway to me. It's 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 fine. I I I know it because I've heard it a bunch of times. Um, sure. I'm not turning it off in the context of the record, but it like it doesn't add all that much either. I think it's it's fine. Okay. Um, if we never go inside, go in. Pete, like Alkaline Trio is straight up indoor kid music, right? Like, what are we talking? <laughs> if we never go inside. <laughs> you guys don't go outside. What are you, what are you talking about? Like we never go inside. Um, uh, this is this is newfound glory for the kids who choose ceramics over volleyball in high school. Um, also, sort of like the Ataris, big room, big production, pop punk. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, this song's all right. It's fine. It's it's whatever. I feel almost the same way about this one as I do Donner Party. I repeat over and over again Till I'm blue in the face With a choking regret As I talk in circles Round you on my bed Can't say I blamed you one bit When you kept it all inside When you left that It's about time that you got sick of me, no longer fun, and so far from interesting, I thought that I found me a cure for feeling old, just one more line to keep me sleeping loudly and cold and Closer. Closer energy. Is that an acoustic guitar I hear, Pete? It is. Uh, again, here's the uh, a little subtle pogues without the brogue vocal energy, I guess. Um, uh, see, I always saw this as an homage almost to uh, Jawbreaker, Dear You. See, there's definitely something like that. Uh, there, so you go Jawbreaker, Dear You, there's like a grip of far side songs that make me think of this style. <clears throat> Obviously jawbreaker is a lot bigger than, than far side, but there's yeah. a mid nineties, like we're a pop punk band, but like we're more than that. We rock too. And sometimes we just pull out an acoustic song. So that's what this feels like. So you're, you're, you're dead on there. Um, I actually think it's pretty good till the last line of the song. That last line is so cringe, and, man. Um, yeah. And then I never want to hear fake dark music again. I want to just, <laughs> um, 
uh, Lego step, as the kids say. I uh, really like this song too. And mm. like, I was a fan of this record when it came out. And dude, I mean, I don't think I've ever heard this song where at the end of it, I'm just like, I'm not like, fuck, why did they just, did they have to do that? Like, why did you have to do that? Like, I get it. And I I bet there are a lot more people that like it than dislike it. Mm. But man, Mm. like I'm a fan and it takes me out. Man needs a maid. (laughs) Did you see Blink-182 at, um, at Warped in like 98 or I think it was 98, maybe 99. I did, yeah. They were really good. That was a good. I think that's like on, maybe it was on Dude Ranch Cycle, like maybe not the Dude Ranch Tour, but it was, that was still the record that was out and it was killer show. Lots of head walking. I saw Alkaline Trio on uh, this tour and it was also a killer show. Mm. There was there? some head walking there too, actually. Let's go ahead and write this record, Pete. Let's <laughs> uh, see quality. Um, how good is this a good record out of 20? I think it's a pretty good record. I'm going to give it a 13. I give it a seven because <laughs> there is. Uh, uh, if somebody asks me, is this a good record? I'm saying no. But as I mentioned, I have lots of friends who love this band who aren't in it for the fucking aesthetic or the look or the vibe, but it's like, oh yeah, I like this. I like Bad Religion and I like AFI and I like these bands and I like this. And it's like, and I also like Alkaline Trio. It fits perfectly in their wheelhouse. So um, yeah, it's a, it's not a good record, but it's a seven out of 20. Um, <laughs> highs, how good are the best parts of this record out of 10? It gets pretty high for me. I've been listening to this record for 20 years or however long it's been mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it an eight. I I said the best song on here. You heard me say it. I, I give it a six. I give it a six. I think it's, it was fine. Okay. Uh, lows. How bad are the worst parts of this record? Pete, I give it a two. Okay. What's the lowest part for you um, that comes to mind? Um, car song. Um when I realized he didn't say bouncing booty. <laughs> um, if I'm being real in the middle of the record, in the midst of some songs that I on subsequent listens thought were like, okay, I would still drift and be lost and just be like, it's just these songs don't, I'm not catching enough ver- variety to really pull me in. Sure. Um, so, so that's probably some of the lowest part of the record. Um, I gave it a five yeah, because sorry. it doesn't get super low to me, but uh, yeah. there is a lot of sameness here and I the, the lyrics just get really tired for me. If you can mouth sound the lyrical content, it could it probably helps this record a good amount. Competency, yeah. peer review. Uh, Pete, I gave it a seven out of ten. I think... It's really well done. It's well played. Um, I would knock it more for creativity, but I think I do that elsewhere. But I think, and lyrically, I should probably knock it down some because I think it's lyrically not not consistently good. Though, though, let me be also very fair. Lyrically, I think it's evoking imagery in a really played way. There's some clever wordplay. Like there's some clever like lyrical like interplay. Um, so, so it's not all bad. It's just sure. sort of like, meh. so, uh, I give it a seven out of 10. Cool. Uh, competency, I think highly competent peer review. I think they are one of the better pop punk bands around really. Um, mm-hmm. so I give it an eight. Cool. Uh, drag factor out of 10. I give it a four. Um, I could have, it, it, it's weird to say, but it's only 40 minutes. <laughs> Um, yeah, it drags, but uh, we've we've listened to so many '90s bloat records that like 40 minutes, even if it doesn't feel like a fast 40 minutes, is still only 40 minutes. Yeah, um, doesn't drag all that much to me. This historically, I should say, it doesn't drag all that much to me. This listen, it was it dragged a little bit. I think this could be like a tight 30 minute record and and be all the better for it. 
Oh, that's um, actually an interesting question. I'm trying to think about this. I think being generous, uh, I think you cut Donner Party. I think you cut Donner Party if we never go inside. Yep. I think you could cut 100 stories, maybe. Or if you cut, yeah, so here, you you know what? I think you cut 100 stories because vibe wise, I don't think you, I think you keep the vibe more than lose the vibe. I was going to say, Emma, actually, I'd cut Emma instead of 100 stories. (laughs) So, Fatally Yours is probably a better, Emma has a little bit of, there's some energy in Emma, but Fatally Yours is better and has some of that same energy yeah. and actually has more. Yeah, I, I think if you cut Donner Party, you've never go inside. I'd cut 100 stories because you have a more consistent feel, um, but you could also cut Emma. Uh, but, but yeah, if you get down, if you can get around 30 minutes, this record would bump up because it would just breeze through a lot easier. Yeah. Um, flow. there's some song to song stuff that I'm like, what is going on here? And that incongruousness to the like lyrical content and then the energy of the song. And like some of these songs are essentially upbeat and like up tempo. And sometimes that plays for me well. And sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't here four out of 10. I gave it a seven. I think it flows pretty well overall. The aesthetic, uh, the look and feel of this record. Pete, what do you give it? I am not offended by the dark imagery. I mean, to me, it it, it feels like uh, what the damned... It just feels like a damned ripoff in a way where it's like, hey, we're goth, but we're still just playing punk music. <clears throat> um, we're, we're goth, but we're playing pop punk music, I mean. Pop punk music, whatever. Yeah, I mean, the same. it's, it's, it's equally as, you know... Is it the, though? Is it equally? Is it equally? I mean, kind of like the sh- it's still the same shtick. <laughs> uh, um, I is my chemical romance the same kind of shtick? Just like one other level up, or? I mean, yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, I gave it a six. I actually think one of the things I appreciate is some of the visual context clues that are similar from this, the LP before it, and the LP after it. Though obviously, this one and the one before it are a lot closer. Um, red white and black uh can create stunning imagery so good job um <clears throat> impact and influence out of 10 i give it a seven uh the amount of people i know who uh, love this band is staggering so um kudos and i think at the time uh you you described it pretty well but they were kind of like unavoidably big in a lot of circles I swam in. Like just people really, really rode for this band. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I remember when I went to Psalm on this tour, Pretty Girls Make Graves opened, which mm. had like its entirely different crowd, you know? So yeah, yeah, they were swimming in a lot of different areas for sure. So would you give it? Seven. Okay, Same thing. Cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the intangible, the, you know, how you feel about it, general little things that you can't always put your finger on. Uh, Pete, it's a three out of 10 for me. That sounds right. I give it an eight. I feel warmly towards this band and towards this record. Hell yeah. Even though I didn't like it on this listen as much as I have historically. It's okay. You'll like it more next time. Probably (laughs) just need some more car songs. Uh, Um, I came in at a crisp 46. I am at a 69. Nice. Bob, are you going to be adding this to your collection? No. Bob. Yes. Alkaline Trio or Matt Skiba era Blink-182? <sighs> Yo, honestly, uh, Alkaline Trio, because even if I don't like it, it feels less weird. Like, like honestly, I don't... It just feels weird that they were doing it with this guy <laughs> in like a cosplay role kind of thing. It's not like... And I mean, I know they actually like, I think they wrote music with them, wrote records yeah, with them. two records, yeah. And that's kind of cool, I guess. Like, <laughs> I don't ever want to hear them, but that's cool <laughs> that they did it. But it, it's just kind of weird. Um, like, like 
don't doesn't Blink One Eighty Two like they have a record called like the Mark Tom and Travis Show? Yeah. Like, what if? What if it's nineteen ninety eight and George John, George and Paul come to you and go, "Yo, look, we got somebody to fill in for John," and Ringo. Yo, he's just out. We don't give a shit about Ringo. Whatever. Can you play drums for the Beatles? Like, it'd be weird, right? Yeah, you can't do it. You can't do it. That's, you know, not, not to compare I mean, Blink-182 to the Beatles. <laughs> <In a way. laughs> I guarantee there's I mean, listeners the out there. Band. I guarantee there's listeners out there who are like, yeah, I like the I like Blink-182 more than the Beatles. Uh, 100%. So, so wrap your heads around that, listeners whose brains exploded. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... I it's weird. I, I guess I'll go Alkaline Trio. Wow. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. I love it. Sure. More We're songs done. about cars next time on the Search of Tracks podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Beep, beep. Give us water, give us back our eyes. Our beds is concrete floor and it's all we have left to live for a day. We'll never face our own. And every year to then go for batteries that said we better enough Please turn that fucking radio off Ain't nothing on the airwave in the despair we feel no! In the shadows with the heads hang low You hear voices as the wind blows Asking can't you see Reminding you Catches up